Welcome. You're listening to the Heritage Podcast. To learn more about Heritage, including meeting times and upcoming events, visit us online at www.heritageff.org. Now, let's get into today's podcast. I hear the sound of, of, of a great change. And, uh, and because I hear the ground, sound of great change, I've been positioning myself for it. Uh, I don't plan on being the same. I don't plan on being the same. I don't want to wake up the same. I want to be different. I want to be enlarged. I want to be increased. I want to have a, a new dream, a new goal, a new uh, a vision that's taking me further, a new excitement, if, I, if you will. So I hear the sound of great change. I don't know if you can hear it or not. It depends on what you're listening to. Listen close to today's message. It'll help you out. Uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 52. If you have your Bible, say, this is my Bible. Out of it proceed the issues of life. And I can have what my Bible said I can have. I can go where my Bible said I can go. I'm everything that my Bible said I am. And faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the Word of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Luke chapter 2. Well, one verse, is, powerful verse of Scripture uh, uh, we were reading this on Sunday, but uh, I didn't have time to get to this little verse, powerful verse. It's full of insight, revelation. It's full of, it's full, it's compacted, squeezed together with, with such information about who God is. It's a revelation of, what, of who God is. And Jesus, Jesus, he increased. I like that. Uh, Jesus increased, but notice what he increased in. Wisdom and his stature. And then he increased with favor with God and men. I don't know about you, but I want to increase with, in favor with God and men. But it takes, it takes increasing, first off, with two things, wisdom and stature. Wisdom and stature. So wisdom is, there's, if you, I like the book of, of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs gives us three dynamic words. And they are, they are in, in order. Knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. And uh, if you have knowledge, scriptural knowledge, it gives birth to understanding. And once you have understanding, you combine them together, knowledge plus understanding equals wisdom. Wisdom is the accurate use daily of what you understand based on what you know. So, so you've got to know something before you can understand it. And once you have knowledge and understanding, you operate in wisdom. That's what you do. And, and so uh, when people do foolish stuff, uh, they, don't have an, they don't have any wisdom because they lack understanding. So Jesus increased. Jesus increased. Well, if Jesus could increase, you can increase. And you can increase, can increase in the same components, wisdom and, and, and stature. Now, now, stature is different than anointing. We, we, every one of us are anointed. But, but your stature is, is what embraces the anointing and utilizes it accurately. Do you recall that Jesus one time, uh, uh, well, uh, uh, he was in the garden uh, of Gethsemane in prayer. He was already betrayed by Judas. And uh, uh, the Bible said that, over, uh, that uh, some men came. Scripturally, uh, in, in, in numbers, almost 750 men came after him. Soldiers and, and farmers 
And farmers, you know, they didn't have much weapons, so they came with the whatever pitchforks they had, and torches and that type of thing. Over 750 came looking for one man, Jesus. That, that, you know, and, and Jesus didn't have any weapons. And he, he hadn't committed any crime. And so they, they, they came after him. And then Jesus makes a statement, and he said, Who are you looking for? Remember that? And he said, Who, who are you looking for? I like that. Who are you looking for? And they said, Jesus. They didn't even know who they were looking for. They couldn't spot him. They couldn't detect who he was. They, didn't, they couldn't identify him. They didn't know. We, we're, looking, we're looking for Jesus. We know he's, we heard he was in the garden, and he's one of you guys, one of you 12. Which one of you is it? Uh, we're looking for Jesus of Nazareth. And he makes this statement, I am he. And the next verse is so powerful. It said, all 750 of them fell down. That's, that's a powerful statement. He was just saying, I'm, I am he. That's it. He didn't say fall. He, he said, I, I'm the one you're looking for. I'm he. And, and they all fell. Then they all got up. And then Jesus said again, uh, who are you looking for? And then they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And nobody fell. Why? Because of his stature, not because of his anointing. Stature, he grew spiritually in stature that he could control the anointing. you got to be able to control and mature and have stature where your gifting is, where your assignment is, where your position is. You have to have stature with it. And, and then that anointing comes in. And that anointing is on you for good. But the stature is what shows you how to utilize that and use it on a regular basis. And how to use it. When to use it. There are times that, you're, that, that when, once you're anointed... Your stature will dictate the wisdom on how to use it. One time we were in a meeting, uh, and, uh, and there was a, a, a young girl, demon-possessed, in a meeting at a West Coast Believers Convention. Ed was with me, and uh, I think there was a few others. I don't recall exactly who they all were. I got called out of the meeting to go assist them. And when I went in, uh, the Holy Ghost spoke to me, and he said, uh, he said Sing the blood of Jesus. And this woman had about three different voices coming out of her, demonized. And, and, uh, and the Spirit of the Lord said, uh, sing. And I started to sing, oh, the blood of Jesus. I started to sing, and, 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 uh, and the demons began to scream, stop it, stop it. Three different voices. Stop it. And this is a young lady, and then finally she said, help me, help me. Well, see, the stature. I grew in stature to obey, to listen. And then that anointing kicked in, because that was that wisdom that, that directed me on what to do, sing. Wisdom said sing. Stature said hold up. Listen. And then wisdom spoke. And then once wisdom spoke, the anointing was present. And, and so if you're going to change, and great change is coming, your stature... Uh, uh, must embrace the wisdom to release the anointing to, so that you could deal with this. Jesus grew, increased in wisdom and stature, and there's a difference. That There's a whole teaching in that, stature and anointing. Uh, and uh, uh, coming into the first year, I'm going to start teaching you that. I'm going to start teaching the difference between that because it's so important that we understand that. A stature is what makes you, uh, it's what gives you this, this lifestyle.
instead of the roller coaster one. I'm a Christian, I'm up one day, I'm down one day. I'm happy I'm a Christian, I'm not happy I'm a Christian. I don't know if I'm a Christian, I know I'm a Christian. Just, just do, they just go all the way around. I'm serving, I'm not going to serve. I am going to serve, I'm not going to serve. Uh, uh, you know, stature puts you like this. And when you're this way, your joy level stays like this. And it stays this way. And yes, happiness is based on your head. Joy is based on your heart. And so, uh, so Jesus increased in wisdom and stature. And then notice this, favor with God and men. I really didn't want to deal with the, 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 the although we should, the favor, it's important. However, not to this message today. Uh, there, there, there was and still is something about the voice of Jesus that is noticeably different than anybody else's voice. When Jesus spoke during his time, they said, you speak like one of authority, not like uh, the scribes and the Pharisees. So the moment they made that announcement, they were saying, something's changed. There's something different. The same scriptures, the same scrolls are being stated, but they're different. All of a sudden, what you say comes to pass. All these years we've been in the same tabernacle, in the same synagogue. Nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. How does a man who said that that he's brain dead, how does he move his arms and legs? How? That's 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 not medically possible. And and so that's not, but 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 it's happening. It's spiritually possible. It's supernaturally possible. It's God possible. It's Holy Ghost possible. It's Christian possible. Right now, right now, in the end, coming to the conclusion of 2019, it's still possible. Do you know why? Because Jesus is alive. Thank you for those weak amens. And so it's authoritative. The voice of Jesus is authoritative. It's beyond the norm of the day. We could say that the voice of Jesus is militant. That's what I was saying to you. And God wants us to speak with authority in a militant voice and and knowing the voice of God. Now, uh, let's go over, if you will, and let's look at a verse of Scripture. Let's go to the book of Chronicles, if you will, and uh, let's let's, uh, begin our study over here. uh, and, and when we do this, First Chronicles chapter 13, if you will, with me. Now, now here we go in, uh, in, in, in First Chronicles chapter 13, King James Version. So David conferred, now listen close to this, very, very, listen to the terms. David conferred with the captain of thousands. How many of you know that's, that's pretty impressive? If you could be the captain of thousands, that's pretty that's pretty impressive. How many of you like to have a job where your position is you're over a thousand people in the employment? The company trusts you so much they put you over a thousand people. Would, how, can you imagine the pay that comes with that? And and, and what happens if you're if you're over a thousand people? You're pretty impressive. You had to prove yourself to be to to, to do that. So if you're uh, so David uh, conferred. With the, notice the plural, the captains uh, of thousands and of the hundreds and every leader. Then he said to the assembly, not to the assembly, which is more than thousands, because there's millions now. He's talking to them and the assembly of Israel. If Now listen to what he said. L- listen to King James Version of it. And, and, and I don't know if you catch this. Let, let me back up. Let me give you a little story. Back. Um, they were attacked. Children of Israel were attacked. Uh, 
I don't know if you know this or not, but they revered and they held, they held uh, uh, the Ark of the Covenant. And in the Ark of the Covenant were three dynamic elements and, and it was taken. And it was taken to a foreign land into, put into a temple of, of false gods and it was held there. And David wanted to go get it. So what he did is he asked captains of thousands, captains of hundreds, and then he asked the assembly. Now watch this. Now remember, this whole Ark of the Covenant represented who God is to them. If the Ark was in front, anytime they moved the Ark, the cloud of God moved with them. So without the Ark, they had no movement. Without the ark, they, they had no, no wisdom. Without the ark, they had no, no, no peace. Without the ark, they had no, no voice. They had, they had no, no instruction. Do we move or don't we move? So we need that ark back. We need it. And, and so notice it said, so, so notice what he said. If, if it, notice they asked the assembly, if it seems good to you, to the Lord, and, and to the Lord God, let us send word to the rest of the brothers throughout the land of Israel among the priests and the Levites and in their cities that they might join us here. And then let us uh, bring the ark of the Lord back to us, for we did not seek it during the days of Saul. Then all the assembly agreed to do it because the thing seemed right in the sight of all the people. Where did it seem right? In, in all the people. So, so here's what he did. Now... now the, the, something drastic happened. A change happened. Let me help you here. You're going to run into challenges in life that you didn't expect. And something or somebody is going to try to steal the word out of you. Equivalent to the Ark of the Covenant. If they can steal the word, they can take the covenant from your lips. If they can... Take the word out of you, they could take the covenant out of your marriage. If they could take the word out of you, they could take the covenant out of your prosperity, out of your health. They take it away from you. So Satan's job is to try to get that ark or the word out of you. And trying to steal it. And things will happen. And you didn't expect it. You didn't anticipate it. Stuff happens. Stuff, stuff just happens. My father-in-law, uh, uh, we, we got home not just a few days ago, and uh, I was out, and he called me, and, and we, got, we went into his room. And he had told Joanne already, but I sat down with him, and he said, uh, did Joanne tell you about so-and-so? I, I've never met him. I don't know who they are, his side of the family, relatives, that type of thing. Uh, uh, and he said, uh, uh, a 17-year-old boy, uh, one of the relatives, uh, went into, the, into his mother's bedroom, laid on her bed, and just shut Shut his head. And just killed himself. At seventeen. Seventeen. Uh, never, never, never experienced life. But, but what was so tragic that it that at seventeen he took his life, and the whole family now? Because when you do that, something like that, and take your life, you leave a trail of tragedy behind. Emotion, situations. What if? Maybe I failed. Maybe I missed it. Maybe I messed up. Uh, and, uh, and then, uh, unfortunately, you have to think in terms of right before holidays and, and all that kind of thing. People think that way. 
And so they've already had the funeral. And, and then so they said, now, and one of them told my father, now forever, when Christmas comes, we'll remember that moment. Why? Why not remember the moment that Jesus was born? But I, 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 I can't understand the, the tragedy. But think about it. At 17, nobody expected that. Now, I don't know what the 17-year-old expected. A week before he died. I don't know if he anticipated, I'm going to do this. Who knows what drove it to him? Because there was no note left. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. No, no, nobody has uh, any, any ideas whatsoever. Uh, one of our women in our church on Sunday told me, Pastor Art, it was rainy. I was on my way to church, and uh, I was a little late today. I go, uh-huh. And she said, it was something unusual. Traffic stopped, and, and, and uh, I'm sitting in my car, and I like to keep a little space in front of me. And she said, and a motorcycle's coming straight at me. And nobody's on it. It's just coming straight at me. I yelled in the name of Jesus. The bike got real close, and it just fell. So she got out of the car and realized somebody was in an accident and hit, fell off the motorcycle, and the motorcycle kept coming. So she ran back to pray for the person that had fallen off the motorcycle. And, and uh, so uh, she wasn't expecting that, but she used the name of Jesus because it had hit her car. Now, she was already parked, so, you know, we don't know what kind of damage it would have happened had it hit. We don't really know. Was she expecting that? No. Nobody expects a motorcycle with nobody riding it coming at you. And, and, and the situations, nobody expects that. Uh, and, and, and equally, nobody expects anybody to knock on the door and say, Hello, uh, uh, the Lord spoke to me and told me to pay off all your bills. You see the, result, the response I got? The same one. <laughs> like a guy with no motorcycle coming straight at me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 nobody, nobody expects that, that, they're gonna, that, that somebody could knock on their door. But, but if great change is coming, if, if God's doing things and he's creating great change, why can't your boss come to you and say, we need you? And, and we need to in, increase you. Why can't we financially uh, do more for you? Why not? Why, why can't that happen? So, so notice this. But, but now notice he said, so he said, they checked with everybody. And, and so, uh, and, and let me give this to you out of the New Living Translation. It says this. David consulted with all his officials and including the generals and the captain's army. Then he addressed the entire assembly of Israel as follows. If you approve, if you approve, New Living Translation, if you approve, the ark's gone, and he's asking the people, if you approve, uh, let us send message to all the Israelites throughout the land, including the priests, Levites, and their towns and, the, and, and their pasture lands. Let us invite them to come and join us to bring back the Ark of the Covenant, for we neglected to do it during the reign of Saul. We just didn't do it. So we're just asking all you people, do you think we should go get the Ark or not? Now, if, if you're the king and you know that Ark belongs here, why are you asking anybody? Why are you asking anybody if you should read the Bible? Why are you asking anybody if you should pray? 
Why should I ask any person if I should still love my wife? Oh, come on, this side. It's real quiet. It's real quiet. Well, why, why are we asking in, uh, th- things of, of this side? Uh, now, all of us either have experienced a change or we're going to experience a great change. All of us have. So, And all of it is based on word level for us, spiritually speaking. So you've either, either experienced change or, or, or you're going to experience change. If you haven't, you are going to. You're going to experience change. When, when I married Joanne, that was a big change. We had our first child, big change. Second child, big change. Uh, and uh, first buying of home, big change. Uh, working, big change. Working overtime, big change. Buying a car, big change. Selling a car, big change. Buying a new car, big change. Buying groceries, big change. Paying bills, big change. Doing it without anybody else's assistance, big change. First day of school for your children, big change. Graduation, big change. And, and making, uh, 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 having to pay for things in between before they graduate. And then you think it's over. Oh, no. <laughs> it's not over. You want it to be. But, but it's not over. There's changes. Joanne and I are, are married. She went through what's called the change of life. And I went through it with her. Change. Change. We're not 20 anymore. We're not 30 anymore. We're not 40 anymore. That's all changes. 50, you're not, you're not that way. Uh, uh, we're, we're in our mid-60s. And uh, so uh, things change. And, and, uh, and now we're bumping up against 70. Not that far. Just a few years from now. Hey, but, I, but I'm 66, and I've got more vitality than some 20-year-olds. i got more dreams on the inside of me. I'm excited. Praise God for it. Amen. Amen. Well, 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 some, well never mind. Uh, uh, so, however, now, now this, is, this is very important. However, uh, how we conduct ourselves with as well as in seasons of change is crucial. The con- how you conduct yourself, your attitude about change is, 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 is very crucial to whether you're going to do it. Here's a vital key. Uh, who we consult first, during and last while in the process of change, will impact the handling of God's presence. Let me read it again. Uh, who we consult first, during and, and last, during the process of change, impacts the handling of God's presence. See, everything you and I are about doing, we're, we're impacting the presence of God. Anything we do. Anything we do. And I was talking to, I walked in tonight and I said, I looked at Ben, I said, I want to sing that song, Break Every Chain. I said, you know what key to sing it in? He goes, he's looked at me and I said, I know I'm singing it, but give me a key. (laughs) We hadn't rehearsed that. But there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power 
Reminds me of the man, that wa- young person walked in. He goes, he goes, uh, why, why, why are you so stuck on Jesus? Why do you do what you do? And I said, and I made a statement. I said, because this is the life I've chosen to live. Yeah. I said, you chose your life. I chose my life. I'm not changing for anybody. And then when he walked out the door, I turned around and, and uh, something in me just rose up. And I started saying, this is the life I've chosen to live. A life with my heavenly father. Him and me and me and him. That's the way I want it to be. Oh, this is the life. I've ch- That's why you can't change me. That's why I'm not discouraged. Call me anything you want. Call me Jesus freak. Call me a fool. Call me anything you want. I, you can't change me. You can't change me because I chose this. And since I chose also to love you, there's anything you can do to make me unlove you. You can be unlovable, but I'll still love you. It doesn't mean I like you. It just means I love you because the Bible commands me to love you. And it doesn't mean I trust you. Trust is earned but I can love you. Amen. So D- David did this. And so how we do this. So who, who do you inquire in first? Whatever you're going through, well, it changed, especially in change, when something's about ready to happen. Now, now I want you to notice that David did not initially talk or communicate with the Spirit through the Scriptures. Uh, he he should have. Uh, nor did he seem to seek the Lord directly on how to carry out the Ark of the Covenant. You notice somebody died when they picked up the covenant, the Ark of the Covenant. If you study it out, don't have time to get to it. You study, study Chronicles. When they did this, uh, somebody it started to tip over because they, they, they weren't carrying it right. They, did, they didn't prepare how to bring in the Word. See, most people never prepare to come to church to hear the Word. They just come. But you've got to prepare to hear the Word. And, and so they were carrying it wrong, and somebody grabbed it to stop it from falling over. Noble thing, but he died. Can't touch something holy if you're not prepared. And, and so they died. They said, "We better not do that no more. We, we better not do that." So, so, so. But had they had studied the scripture, the scripture gave them instructions on how to handle the word. And the scripture tells us that Timothy, as well as Titus, that we need to handle the word of God and we need to handle it skillfully. And so we've got to be able to do this. So uh, now, uh, what what he did what he did was consult with human officials who represent mankind and natural strategy. This means the flesh. This this bothers most of the world today. The world can't handle it today. They can't handle preachers today. They, they can't handle preachers today. They don't know what to do with preachers today. I was I was reading about this guy. I don't even know who he is. I, I, I couldn't even repeat his name now. I don't know his name. Uh, a, a rapper, young guy. And uh, they said that uh, he was, um, um, uh, he died during drugs, for drug overdose and that type of thing. But they said they checked that, that uh, the FBI and different people, TSA, and different, he had a private plane. They checked his plane several times for drugs. And uh, on, on one occasion, they found drugs the first time they didn't find anything. Bunch of people with him. Big giant plane that he had. And, uh, and it's so interesting that, uh, that uh, they did this. And do you know that nobody complained that he had a plane? Let a preacher have a plane. With no drugs. 
Just the gospel. Preaching the gospel. And you let a preacher have a plane. Oh, who's he stealing from now? What widow is at home? With one can of beans, that's all she has. And she paid for the plane. If you only have one can of beans, you can't buy a plane. Because you, if you did, you'd be able to have a cupboard, cupboard full of, pl- of beans. You, you, they can't do that. But, but that's how the world paints us. Uh, they, they, they can't do that. The, the, you know, but, but it's so amazing. I, I use that illustration because the world has changed so much. Uh, the, the, the schools are no longer saying you can't sing all holy night. Uh, because it's too controversial and too religious. You, you can't sing away in the manger. So they took the manger away. And so they, they're, they're, they're doing different things where, where, where they're uh, messing all, all, these, uh, all, all of our things. And, and people don't realize they're trying to get rid of the church. church can't, they can't get rid of the church. We're too big. And so this is important that you understand this. So, they, they, so listen to me. That's why sometimes when I, when I make a spiritual decision for the growth of the church, I don't ask the assembly. I don't ask you. I don't ask you. Because uh, I, don't, I don't ask on Sunday morning because some of them don't come Wednesday night. So what, should, do you think we should, what, should, what time do you think we should change the time on Wednesday night? Oh, uh, yeah, I think you should. You don't even show up. So why, why should I ask you? Am I, are, are you listening? I mean, what, what, so so people, people do that, and and so as a pastor, I'm assigned by God, and and because of it, I've got to I've got to do what I know to do, and I got to do it the right way, the biblical way, the scriptural way, and I got to obey God. I got to seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things. You need a pastor that hears from God, and not from a, a group of people. I remember Dr. Bark, Mark Barkley had had a, he did this only one time. He, he did a survey in his church. And he asked her the question, uh, 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 how many of you um, like the church? Give us an illustration. Of which I, half the church said uh, uh, they like that it's too cold in the building. Half the church said it was too hot. Half the church said they liked the chairs. Half the church said they didn't. Half the church said they liked the music. And half the church said they didn't. Half the church said your services are too long. And half the church said well, your services are too short. Half the church said, we don't like the leadership. And half the church said, we love the leadership. Dr. Barkley came to the conclusion, they don't know what they want. And I'm never asking them again. <laughs> so if, which half do you go by? So, so you, can, you can't. You, you can't go by that. You, you can't. Because people have a hard time. Uh, one time, uh, I, you know, I, wore, I have a wedding ring. I'm married. That's why I wear a wedding ring. And I'm married. But one, one time I, I, I left my, my wedding ring at home. And, and somebody came and said, are you and Joanne divorcing? I only did it one time. Are you and Joanne divorcing? Is there trouble with your marriage? And then all of a sudden people started saying, Pastor and Joanne are having marital problems. I didn't have my wedding ring. <laughs> I like what Forrest Gump said. Stupid is as stupid does. <laughs> what a message that is. Just because I wasn't aware, so people watch this. 
people watch this. Now, now, during great changes, what seems to make sense, now watch this, makes sense or feels good and may appear logical is tempting you to turn to it. It is what, promise, it is what promises the most immediate payoff. That's human nature. I want it now. How many of you ever gotten a, in a fast, in a, in a, in a, in, and you ordered food and you, card, and you went to the cart uh, drive-thru and uh, somebody's taking too long? Either ordering or your food didn't come. You're, you, and you want it now. You just ordered it. And by the time you get to the window, where's my food? Where's my food? Because you're so used to it. You used to, and so, and so it's amazing because people want uh, want to, it's human nature to get to get the payday right now. I want the quickest route to get it done. Uh, so uh, let me give you one powerful key here: uh, seek the advice from the Word of God first. How simple is that? That's so simple. I know it's simple. His voice is the only voice that truly matters. Uh, there are people who are watching you. I don't know whether you realize People are watching you. They're, they're, le- they're leaning and learning from you. His, his word gives direction. People watch you. They're leaning from, uh, on you. They're, they're learning. Children do that. They're watching you. They're individuals who depend on you. However, your words will never bless or strengthen anyone, including yourself, unless you have heard from God yourself. Therefore, being... Now, listen, this is very important. Being a participant of change instead of tolerating change. We must know what we hear determines what we pursue. Uh, some people tolerate change. You've you got to be a participant of change. Participant of change. You know, uh, this, uh, we, we just did so wonderfully. Thank you so much for all the gifts that you brought and, uh, and how you, some of you wrapped them so wonderfully and, and, uh, and some of you didn't have time to wrap them, but we appreciate the fact you brought them. And, and, and this coming Sunday, we have um, a representative of the home coming, and they're going to come and they're going to see all the presents that, that we do have. And, and, and that's called participation. We changed. We did something. And that change is going to change somebody else. Children are going to get those. Uh, moms are going to smile. Uh, things are going to happen. We have no idea what one individual child's life may be by getting a present. We, we have no idea. It's called change. We're all participating in it. But we're not over yet because uh, right after she gets through, uh, I'm going to be receiving an offering because I don't think we're done. We need to provide them food. and We need to, provide, we need to fill their pantry. We need, those kids need to eat. And, and the families need to eat. The mothers need to eat. So we're not done yet. So at the conclusion, I want to receive an offering to, to, you know, to do that. And uh, be able to do that after we receive our tithe and offer. She's going to come, she's going to share, and then we're going to we're going to do that. Uh, uh, so so, uh, but this is called change. You you got to be willing to change. Uh, understand that no one can talk to God for you, and uh, therefore no one will know the voice of God for you. So uh, no one can dictate the great changes or exchanges that are coming. Uh, uh, nobody can do it for you. If you're not hearing the voice of God, nobody else can hear the voice of God for you. And if, you're not ta- if you don't know the voice of God, you won't know. Change is not easy at times. I don't know if you know that or not. Change is not easy. We've got to hear His voice before you hear, uh, hear bad news about the economy. You've got to hear the voice of God first. 
If you know that, you know what, my God is for me, and he supplies all my need according to the riches of glory by and through Christ Jesus, when you watch the news or you hear somebody say, it's getting bad. Oh, really? Not according to the news I heard. What did you hear? My God supplies all my need. Uh, and so uh, you, there's going to be all kinds of bad news. You hear it all the time. Uh, you shouldn't pay attention to it. Uh, I, I get a, a certain alert on, on Fox News things, and one of them said, nine signs to Alzheimer's. I erased it. I didn't even look at it. I deleted it. Forget that. <laughs> Forget that. I ain't paying attention to that. Stop studying problems with your health. Uh, there's going to be an economic change. Sure there is. And there's going to be... Uh, so, But if we our health, stability, and, or changes of our health, changes within our home life, etc., uh, hear the good news about it all. Isaiah 26.3 said, You'll keep your perfect peace as mine is stated. Number two, hear the voice of before others have an opportunity to influence you on operating the will of God to change. You see, there will be some people who don't hear what you hear, know what you know, or going where you're going. So when you tell them you're about ready to change to make a difference to do something, they, they don't know it. They don't know what God told you. So since they don't know what God told you, they can't. They, don't let them influence you wrong. Don't, don't let them influence you wrong. Don't, don't let them do that. One time here at the church, we had a wonderful gentleman. He was here not too long ago. But the first time he came, he said, all of you pray the pastor would come to India with me. He was from India. And so he said it publicly, so I took, the, I had the mic, obviously. And so then I took it, I said, I'm not going to India. I'm not going to India with you. Look, listen to me, I'm not going to India with you. So nobody needs to pray. So discount what he said. So he said it publicly, so I had to correct it publicly. I said, I love, I love, I love India, but I've never prayed for India. Somebody is. I just haven't. You, 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 you pray for where you're going. I'm not praying in that direction. So it says, I'm not praying that direction. Guess what? I'm not going in that direction. I'm not going to India. And so, uh, so you don't let people influence you, even if you're on a platform. Don't let people influence you. Yeah, when Dr. Dufresne and I, he was, uh, when he was uh, 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 still alive, he was my father in my faith, and I went to another ministry, and they called and said, and the gentleman there, I was, he asked me to speak. I was speaking, and he said, this is my son in the faith. And, and I thought to myself, Dr. Dufresne is my spiritual father. That makes me his son. That man is not my spiritual father. Therefore, I'm not his son. And he just introduced me as his son. So I got up and I'm speaking. I said, before I speak, i got to make an announcement. I'm this, uh, I wonderfully thank you for the uh, opportunity. Thank you for making the bold statement that I'm your son. But i got to tell you, I'm not. And you made a public statement, so i got to address it publicly in front of everybody here. Now, do you still want me to preach? I said, because Dr. Ed Dufresne is my, is my spiritual father. I'm, that makes me a spiritual son. I said, you are not my spiritual father. So he got up and he goes, I need to correct that. He's correct. That's why I like him to speak, because he's honest. And he'll tell you the truth, even in front of me. And so I said, yeah, you're right. You're, you're right. That, that, that's happened to me several times. That's happened to me several, several, on several occasions. So you you gotta you gotta learn to correct stuff. If if it's privately, correct it privately. If it's public, then do it publicly. Uh, and then uh, Psalm thirty-two eight says, "I will instruct you, teach you in the way you should go. I'll guide you, guide you with mine." Listen, you need instruction from heaven. 
If you're going to make the changes and, and go through the changes by, by participation joyfully, you, you better know this. Know it with everything on the inside of you. Know it. That I'm going to do this and do it with great joy. And the last one is this. Enter his presence with, uh, when, when, enter into his presence when your dreams and goals seem impossible to achieve while you're in the center of experiencing change. You've got to enter his presence. See, you, there's going to be times that uh, your dreams and goals seem impossible in the middle of change. There's things that, that don't look like it's going to work. Uh, how, how, does a, how does a man get put in the hospital? A young man, how old is your grandson? 23. 23 years old. How does a 23-year-old end up in the hospital, brain dead? How does, how does that happen? How does he get in the hospital and the doctors say, he's not going to make it, he's not going to make it. When you hear those words, you're not going to make it, and then the first person you call is your pastor. And then the pastor gets on the phone and prays with you and agrees with you and stands in faith. And then, and then uh, uh, we pray the prayer of faith, speak the word of God, and uh, no natural results seemingly. Amen. And then the next day, no natural results. Then the third day, uh, his lungs and heart start pumping. And then a few days later, his feet and hands are moving and still no, nothing, no activity in the brain. So... Uh, uh, I, I absolutely believe your spirit man is stronger than your natural uh, brain, your physical brain. Your physical brain must submit to your spirit. And, and the last verse of that is this. Fear the Lord, you saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do not lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. I don't know about you, but I'm seeking first the Lord. How do you seek him? First. Before you talk to anybody else, talk to God. If you were encouraged by today's message and believe it would be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate us and hit subscribe. To experience more of Heritage, visit us at www.heritageff.org. Again, thank you for listening to the Heritage Podcast today. And remember, Jesus is Lord.